1: All right, guys. Welcome into episode 43 of Coffee and Shell. On this episode, we will be giving our Central Division preview for the NHL's 2022-2023 season. I'm Sleeves, joined by my co-host Kesso on top and Padre down below. Uh, Padre, we're going to start with you first. How
0: are you doing tonight, my man? You ready? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm fired up for the Central Division. My Blues are in it, so exactly it's a big division for, for me.
1: For anyone that is just joining the podcast. Our our man here, Padre, was the emergency backup goalie for the last for about four years for the St. Louis Blues. So uh, he plays with them quite a bit, and uh, we're gonna get some uh, we're gonna get some nice insights on the Blues when we talk about the Blues, I think. And then we're joined by our newest dad, Kesso. How you doing?
2: Dude, I'm doing great, man. Excited to uh, you know, I, I felt like I was missing out last week. No, i just kidding. I was having a baby, but uh, that's true, yeah. You know, I, I caught up on the last episode. I enjoyed listening to it. It was weird to uh, listen as a as a spectator, right? So excited to join you guys tonight.
1: All right, man, it is going to be a blast. So, guys, we are going to break down the Central Division. And again, as always, if you disagree with our thoughts, which I'm sure you will based off of how last episode went, make sure you argue with us in the comment section down below. But if you're going to do that, hit the like button. That helps a little bit. You know, we'll battle with you. We'll go to war in the comment section. Make sure you hit the like button.
0: Right. And real accounts make me respect you even more. Not yes. these burner accounts with ABCDF yeah. with a dog avatar. Yeah, you got to come and you got to bring the heat with your real name. You know what I mean? I Respect. I respect. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, so speaking of, you know, things we don't respect, uh, the, we'll start at the bottom with the Arizona Coyotes. They finished uh, last in the uh, Central Division with an absolute abysmal twenty-five and fifty record uh everyone's favorite team to just send your worst contracts to and let their careers end uh let's start with arizona with uh, mullet arena padre
0: i am excited to go to this arena i'm gonna make a trip this year and i want to sit in this arena because asu i've had a few buddies that play there and go there and my brother goes to school out there. Actually, he goes to GCU, Grand Canyon University. They play against their club that team. That sounds like a made up school. And I, <laughs> it, 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 it sounds like a made up school. It really does. But it's actually sick. It's in downtown <laughs> Phoenix. It's awesome. The weather's out there is great. The campus, I mean, these games are going to be rowdy. 5,000 oh, fans. Insane. I mean, it, it's going to feel like a college hockey atmosphere. I understand a lot of people that are poo pooing it. I, Gary Bettman, I know he gets a lot of flack, but everyone, he's made the league better. I mean, he There's has. Like, look at the teams. numbers. Which is
2: absurd to think
0: about. Right, but look at the numbers. I mean, I have a feeling in his back pocket with the city, uh, like in Arizona Tempe, I think there's a deal probably. I don't think he's this dumb to be like, oh, let me go have this team play here for X amount of years. I think he knows there's something in his back pocket. I don't don't think he would do it because you could easily move this team to Houston. You could easily move this team to Quebec. The Quebec issues, obviously... The, uh, what is it called? The, the sponsors and everything people are worried about. But- no, the
1: proximity is always yeah. an issue. Ball Silly back in, like, the before the Jets came, that was always the issue. He wanted to put a team in right. Hamilton, and right. like Buffalo and Toronto are, like, within
0: 100 kilometers. No. Right, and I, I think, like I said, the, the arena's going to get a lot of, people are going to make fun of it a lot, but I think it's going to be cool. I mean, yeah. that's just me. I, 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 I try to look for the positives and stuff a lot, like, with, you know, with the Coyotes because it's been so negative. But I think
2: it'll be pretty cool. What do you think, Kessa? So that's the one thing I wanted to ask you. Um, This is one of those things where I wonder. We know the team's not that good, right? We just know that right off the bat. But is that like they have to have a chip on their shoulder, like even extra, right? Is there any possible way they're going to reach into that just to perform way over expectations, or is it just like they're just a bad team? I I don't know. Five thousand people, man. I don't know if it's like a Vegas thing. If they have the if they have the
1: horses, even if they wanted to, I think the one crazy thing though. So, like, as an Ice Dogs fan, almost the exact same arena, and I can't even imagine seeing like uh, Austin Matthews be a bad one. Except, he's gonna be a Coyote soon, anyways. But like, if they're playing the Leafs and you got to see Austin Matthews like in the Meridian Center, I'd be like, this is absurd because there's no bad seat. Like, you could like just see like he's right there. That's like every (laughs) single spot in this arena is lower bowl. Which is, right. get take away the Coyotes, because that team's not going to be very good, which we'll talk about in a second, but every other team that they're about to go up against, you can get to see the best players in the league, you know, like, just right, like, face-to-face, which I think is cool, so... It's a once-in-a-lifetime chance to see a game like this. 100%, because exactly. it can't last more than two years, right? It, Great like, weather, uh,
0: college campuses right there, if you want to have a midlife crisis and go party <laughs> with some people at ASU, at guys our age, you know what I mean, but I, I think... I don't know. It's it's pretty bad when your arena issues is the biggest deal of the offseason. but yeah. you know. Yeah, so let's
1: get into the <laughs> signings from the Arizona Coyotes cuz we're going to talk about this and our next team. These are the two teams or this is one of the two teams in my opinion that are clearly trying to get Connor Bedard or at least they're and honestly the team that needs it the most. More like maybe maybe Seattle's in there, maybe Buffalo's in there, but they've at least, you know, they have some other stuff coming. Arizona, um, they signed Lawson Kraus, uh, which is cool for a man four point three milli, kind of a lot, you know. I think that he's a good uh, bottom six player, but uh, that's really it that they brought in. Like, um, they haven't really added any Nick Bustad, too, but that's pretty much it, man.
2: They had the Zach Cassian signing, right? Is that his? They first traded. Year? They traded. They traded. That's at, okay. That was
1: at the draft too. That when I was at, I was in Montreal. They traded for Zach Cassian. And it was like another one of those, we'll take your bad contract. You give us a little bit, uh, you give us some picks. Yeah. It's like, man, that's all they do. Like, it, it's, at some point that has to end, right?
0: I mean, it, at this stage that they're in, I don't think they mind it because they know probably for an, at least two or three years that they're not going to be competing at any level and like signing guys like Bukestad and Troy Stetcher those are guys that are surefire guys that'll be gone at the deadline like Troy Stetcher was gone this year from Detroit or Mm -hmm. yeah Detroit Detroit, to LA at the deadline so it's you're gonna see those kind of guys I think the one signing besides like Kraus I think Kraus is a lot like Nick Paul you know a big body that can skate maybe tuck a few And Nick Paul, I mean, for a lot of people, they didn't even realize how good he was until this playoffs. And he started, and he put, who would have thought the guy from the Senators were going to end Toronto's season? But, you know, (laughs) the one guy in Kesso kind of tying in the video game a little bit here with me and you, because we loved Carl Vamelka last year, our boy Annette, and they signed him last year at the end of the season. I actually love that signing. I think he's like a hidden gem, kind of. I know it's a bad team; it's hard to gauge a good goalie on a bad team. But I watched a few games where that dude stood on his head. Not bad that stats. Not, not bad, bad stats, stats. Being on an awful team. I understand he has an under nine nine hundred save percentage, but people need to understand like that team is so bad, and not having Clayton Keller before Clayton Keller got hurt, he was having his career year. And obviously, I'm a little partial to him. He's from St. Louis, but. You know, he's he's a stud too. Clayton Keller, he's one of the guys that they can build around still. I'm curious to see if he'll if him and Krause will even be there by the time that they're good. And my back pocket prediction, I'm still clinging on to hope that our boy, Austin Matthews, leaves the Toronto Maple Leafs and he signs <laughs> there. And all the Leech fans, I always love it. They always crap on Arizona. And what's so funny about it is now they're using the arena as an excuse. The thing is, that guy's not going to care if he's making 15 schmill and playing do in they, Arizona. Do you think he like, gives him 15?
1: Like, do you think that, like, they, they would just go out and do like, it? Let's talk about this. Before, yeah, on, me, like, here's the th- the problem with the Coyotes, in my opinion, is, like, they've been bad for quite some time. Right. But their first-round picks have just, like, not hit. Like, Clayton Keller no. isn't bad, but Barrett Hayton was a reach Brutal. at the time and has been awful, right? and. Yeah. I got really upset at the draft in my vlog. I actually had a moment of it. I got to meet Connor Geeky, and I really wanted him to fall to the Sharks at 11. And the Sharks, the Arizona, traded up to get the Sharks pick and take Connor Geeky. He got hurt, I think, but he's their only draft pick, I believe, that has signed an entry level. He's massive. Um, maybe some skating questions there, but man, they just need their prospects to start. And I'm like, this is the thing. This team needs Connor Bedard. Like, if they don't get him. Yeah. They can't... T- like, I don't know. Do you think that they could take uh, Mishkov? Because Mishkov's not coming to 2025.
0: I mean, they could. I, I also think that Logan Cooley pick... I mean, Love a lot of that. people... Yeah. A lot of people were saying at the time, like, there was rumors... Not like it was going to probably happen, but, oh, he could go number one. Because you know how the draft's so wacky right now yep. still with the COVID issues and all that stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. I... I, like I said, I, it's my one thing that I cling on to hope for. I just hope that we see Austin Matthews suit up in an Arizona Coyotes jersey. I think it'd be such a great story. Break the, like the he, internet, he, bro! He grew up as a Danny Briere fan. You know, he grew up as a Yotes fan. He, you know, and he, I mean, he loves it there. That's the thing that people don't get. They can crap on this team all they want. If this thing gets their, if they get their crap together, this franchise. I mean, who doesn't want to live in Arizona? The place is sick. The Sharks I mean, have it's that just getting the
1: decades, man. We keep
0: we, right. Doug Wilson kept having to say like, we don't want people that want to live here.
1: Like that's what kept being the issue. Is like guys would sign here, we'd make all these great trades and additions, and it's like ah, we're not getting full effort here, guys. Like no state income tax. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's gonna I be big. Know. But uh, let's get you guys' predictions. How do we? How do we feel about the Arizona Coyotes? Where are they finishing in
2: the division? I'm gonna go second to last. Oh Ooh. my! Oh, actually, I am making I, the bold prediction. I'm gonna go second to last because right now. Um, they are tied, I believe, with the Blackhawks at the longest odds to win the division. They are, and usually yes. Vegas knows they're, they're, they're on to something. But the odds are so like so large that it doesn't really matter once it gets to that. But I'm going to go second to last.
1: I like that pick. Maybe little, it might seem bold, but you know what?
2: You know, it is a professional hockey team. Like so that you know, you know what happens. A team travels to Arizona. Mm-hmm. They they catch something the night before. Who knows what happens. <laughs> and teams aren't bringing their A game and they have like a 500 record at home. Maybe.
1: That god that yeah.
2: arena is going to be nuts. Even the broadcast <laughs> is going to be
0: absurd.
1: Like I can't even imagine it.
0: The camera views with people standing up in the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like the concourse <laughs> is in the way. Like I don't get uh, Let me ask you. Okay, so I'm going to go there last. I will say they'll finish dead last in the division. Have the number one odds for Connor Bedard and not win. Connor bedard they will not Ooh. get they will someone else will win the draft lottery what about what about you because it's, uh, it's rigged no yeah. i'm just kidding but, <laughs> yeah uh,
0: i uh i think they're gonna finish dead last in the nhl the <laughs> uh, same, same. i think they're dead last. i think in the NHL, uh yeah. i think they i think they're gonna trade chicken too i, I was about to ask you what are the odds chickens yeah. there i've heard a lot of stuff with that um Dude, my nice, blues,
1: contract. Like nice contract very nice contract very
0: good player um I just, I don't know, I, he could get traded in camp, and he could get traded at the Dell. I think he's going to get traded this year, 100%. And once you trade him, you have literally nothing on your back end. Nothing. You know, Shane Goss' bear is like the next sexiest name he's available. Played,
1: <laughs> he played half decent last year. And he I did, think.
0: yeah. he w- Once his injury troubles in Philly, like, kind of ruined him, you know? Oh, 100%. All right, so uh,
1: another abysmal season out in the desert. Moving on to the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, uh, they had a rough year. PR-wise, just, like, in general. And uh, it appears, and it's kind of necessary. They need to just tear it all down. And that is what they did. And at the draft, I got to say, in what was to be thought of as a weaker draft, um, and obviously you don't know, right? Like, we're not scouts. You know more than than we would, but, like, we're not scouts, right? We just basically are armchair GMs. But from my understanding, like, it was a much weaker draft in terms of talent, and they seem to go all in on draft picks this year. To try and like they, I think they had three first round picks. Um, they trade to break it, which just seems so odd at the time. What a trade for Ottawa, by the way. We'll talk about that in the Atlantic Division preview. But um, what are your thoughts on Chicago and, uh, you know, end of an era? That's for sure.
0: Thank God, because my yes. goodness, they they put us to bed a few times I'm when sick I was in of that Chicago arena.
1: as a Sharks fan <laughs> as well, man.
0: I, <laughs> so, bro. I hated the Blackhawks more than any team. Since my childhood, since I guess the Red Wings, I guess I hated them more. But As you're saying, I Well, hockey was yeah. different back in the day. I mean, like when I was growing up, you hated Red Wings players like Kirk Maul being yeah. those dirty players. And now there's not really like the, there's no dirty players like there used to be. I mean, there's a handful. It's just very few and far between. I think with the Hawks, you're going to see Kane possibly traded before camp even starts. But I've heard a lot of things too. People saying he might just want to stay out there until you know the deadline then kind of pick his spots see who's good at the deadline then pick where he wants to go i've heard like you were talking about before the podcast me and you have heard the oilers as a team which would be pretty sick to see him play with
2: connor mcdavid on the wing dude like Uh.
1: (laughs) would that would be like connor would hit 150 if he had a full season he would have to
2: right yeah would have to and the weird thing is if like if what you're saying would be true if like kane did wait to the deadline i feel like any team that would acquire him yeah. now like if it's the Oilers like there's no point in waiting right like that team immediately excels like way more than where they are I currently think the cost
1: are. would be far like to get a full year uh, you would have to assume that there'd be some cap retention because it can't take that, on 10 million not, not many teams can take on 10 million the teams that are rumored right now the Oilers the Leafs for whatever reason think they need like again in, <laughs> living in living in southern ontario like that is legitimately stuff that's just reported like it's just out there everything the leafs do and think it's talked about i like i just feel like that wouldn't be it. although i mean i don't know i Kane Kane on Kane on the oilers would be it,
0: there's a lot that. of rumors that it would take three teams right now if you want to finagle it with the yeah. contract situation because yeah. of how much money it is and at the deadline you're looking at you're getting about five million ish yeah. you know around there cutting the, and, cutting the contract and like taze too does he want to leave or does he want to just say hey you know what i want you know cups here and i'm cool with Stank because he is not as sexy as kane is because kane is still an elite player Tays, ever since that illness that he had i just don't know if he's the same but you're also bringing in the leadership good pk good locker room guy and he still has gas in the tank it's just not the same caliber of player right now
1: is his contract ended this year as well or is it one more yeah, year both of
0: them 10.5 million coming off the books it is
1: going to be so weird to see them somewhere else like that so weird. Hot, like you know what i mean like the, the, the majority of our life, we're starting to see guys that, like, when we started to be old enough to really pay attention to, like, like when you hit, like, yeah. 12 and 13, you're a lot more cognizant of, like, signings and whatnot, and I remember, like, Crosby and Ovechkin coming into the league, and the like, same with Kane and Taves. It's so weird to me now that I'm old enough to actually just see them, like, not on it. It'd be, it was very, very odd. But, so they, have a, they had a ton of picks. That Brandon Hagel trade was so weird at the time, because yeah. Brandon Hagel was phenomenal, and they traded... Two first round picks the Lightning did, which I think not a bad deal for the Lightning because the where they would pick. It's kind of a crapshoot anyways. You're basically picking a yeah. second round almost because you're, you know, you're at 30 to 32. But uh, uh, that was, you know, they they just they got rid of everybody. And um, it, it is very clear what they were like the timing like. This reminds me of the McDavid year when when Arizona and Buffalo were literally starting their AHL goaltender because like <laughs> you can't go into a locker room and tell guys to lose like in hockey in in all sports you can't do that professional athletes like won't like they they just they're not bred to lose like even if they wanted to, they, right. they can't because it doesn't matter because are contracts and things like that even at the base level if they if you want to think of it like that but the manager can tank like the GM can tank. <laughs>
0: One of my favorite videos ever was that video at the end of the year in Buffalo and they're playing Arizona and Arizona <laughs> yeah. beats them in overtime and the building erupts <laughs> <Yeah>. and it's <laughs> Buffalo fans going nuts for Arizona scoring because they thought they were getting McDavid. They both, like, they, <laughs> both they both did. They well, both did. They both did. The NHL wasn't letting that happen. I'm convinced <laughs> that the lottery, and I know they tinkered with it a little bit. I kind of made a joke about it earlier. All those years, it's just, it's. I don't know. I always think it's somewhat rigged. They weren't going to let McDavid go to Buffalo. They weren't going to let him go to Arizona. They got to get that Canadian market humming again, and they did. You know, it's. I don't know. It's in the Blackhawks with Kane. The year they got Kane, they were not even close to that. It, it's. Crazy. I always
2: disagree with that logic, though, just because like Bettman's clearly wanted to grow the game in those areas, so it would make sense just throwing a wrench in the conspiracies yeah. there. It would make too. sense to rig it in the way of Arizona. I think, but that, then it like,
0: also, it also makes you wonder. Well, why do we even have one? It should just be. Well, I mean, for the rigging, I understand, but it's just, it's kind of like it's, it's pretty cut and dry. You know what I mean? You really have to like, sleep said like, rig it. I think it's just, I, don't know. I honestly think the reason why there's
1: a well, there has to be a lottery in hockey as opposed to like, so football doesn't have one. It's just whatever you right. finish is what you finish. But I think the reason why it's okay in football is because there's you know like basically there's over twenty positions. Right, Right. so like, there's so many more impact players. Like a first rounder in the NFL, you're in the show. That like, if Mm -hmm. you're not, then you either tore your Achilles or like something real bad happened off the field. Um, Even in like the first three rounds, like you're expected to play in the NFL the next year. In the NHL, outside of the first five picks, like you're not expected to be seen for quite some time. It's like the 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 discrepancy between a top ten pick and then basically all the way down to like the third round is such a drop off which is why I think they need to have the lottery. But, oh, dude, like, I'm so sick of New Jersey. <laughs> dude, like, dude, like, that's what kills it, man. Like, that, the New Jersey is one more bad season away from being the Oilers from 2009 to 2012, right. man. And um, it, it'll be curious because Chicago is clearly just trying to tank for, for Bedard. And I would really hate it as a— again. We're supposed to, like, this is the thing that kills me. So we had a lot of comments from Kings fans because of the Sharks episode. We did the Civic Division preview. We're supposed to hate you guys. Like, what <laughs> is the point of being a fan of a team if you're not supposed to hate the teams that do better? Like, that's your rival. Like, in Chicago, during the Sharks' best opportunities to win a cup, the Blackhawks always were there to like, just, like, nope, <laughs> like, not happening. And it's, you know, and then obviously what happened with, like, the old Kyle Beach stuff, like, this was a mess of an organization, like, and deserves to go through, like, a lot of suffering in the sense of, like, they're on-ice product. And oh, if yeah, they just, for sure. If they just get bedard and like, right off the rip, like, that's, ah, uh, man, give, give me Buffalo or Arizona, you know? <laughs> but, uh, all right, so where do we think we're finishing? You, Kesley, you think last.
2: Yeah, I got them last, and I'm so excited to see their demise. I'm sorry, for some <laughs> reason, I've hated them for years um and you know what looking back what led them here um obviously we have the Kane and Taves uh contracts right like you, you have to pay those players that led you what to be they successful did. but whenever those were signed I think a reasonable hockey fan could have seen like for Taves in my opinion that was an overpayment years ago you just knew that and then they also had like Seabrook those signing like Duncan Keith paying those guys that got them to where they are then they also benefited from the marion hosa contract that was like oh one dude of the that most, was a bro in a, in a long time ir so like he's I allergic hope this team, to hockey gear like yeah, <laughs> i hope this team doesn't sniff the playoffs for 10 years yeah like, dude, like, especially dude. all the other off ice stuff that you mentioned yeah. like i i never want to see them <laughs> yeah
1: i feel bad for blackhawks fans because obviously you think otherwise but just from an outside perspective, if you guys got three cups in five years enough all right, you yep. had it right. Like you, like dude, <laughs> I, I've been a Sharks fan for 20 years and I've seen one Stanley Cup final. Right, so like, the, hold
0: back. I think they'll finish second to last, yeah. but I'm excited for Luke Richardson to get a head coaching job. I am excited. He's a good. He's a good dude from what everything I've seen. And I, he he honestly excelled after uh, Ducharme or whatever from the uh, Canadians went down in the Stanley Cup Finals a few years ago with COVID, if you remember that. And a lot of the players for the Canadians loved him. And I just feel like when you're going to be trading off, probably Domi, Athanasiu, Colin Blackwell, Jack Johnson, you name it, at the deadline, they're just going to get worse and worse and worse as the year goes on. And let's be honest, Peter Morazic's in their cage. I don't know about that (laughs) one. Yeah, yeah, that'll
1: be, that'll be wild. I, do you imagine like, that's the one thing like imagine Morazic just like goes back to like Carolina for, or yeah, Carolina form and like just <laughs> drags them to like fourth place or third place in the division. Cause that'd be the, uh, that's the one thing, dude, if you get a decent goaltender, like James Reimer carried the sharks last year, like if that, and that was awful. I don't want that. Like if you're a Blackhawks fan, right. you, you do not want decent goaltending, but I agree. I think seventh in uh seventh in the, in the Western conference or in the, sorry, in the central division. And God, I would think second last. I think these are the two bottom teams in the league. And by, like, a good margin on paper, even more than Montreal, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But all right, uh, on to Winnipeg. Man, uh, boring now. Like, no offense to Jets fans. Like, I think that it's just um, they had their years of being really good, and I think they've now run into the issue of no one. Much like what you were talking about with Arizona, people want to live there unfortunately no one wants to live in winnipeg as a so free agent so you're always going to have a harder time and then with how the pandemic was handled in canada it's even more difficult to get people to sign in canada and i think it's just kind of that's it's really run its course there you had Truba who demanded to get out bufflin just pieced and uh everyone got <laughs> Buff- older.
0: Bufflin fishing that's yeah. where he went he's, he's done <laughs> blake wheeler is
1: like 50 years old all of a sudden like all of a sudden, like, dude, like you forget that like I, like I forgot Blake Wheeler was like an Atlanta Thrasher and like a Boston Bruin. Like it, it, it's crazy because like he became Blake Wheeler in Winnipeg, and you because that happened, it came out of nowhere. That ter- that like that progression, it was like, man, like he he was a lot younger than he is. And so, give me your thoughts, Padre, on on the Jets here.
0: I'm gonna go a little bit different than you. I think with some of the injuries they had last year, I'm not. I don't know. I have a feeling they might have a sneaky good year. I just feel like with some of the guys they still have kicking around there, Top three and Dubois the is going to be really out to prove himself this year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trade rumors with him swirling around. Um, well, I think a lot deal. of people, th- right? I think a lot of people thought like when he got traded there for A with his dad being a coach on the AHL team, they thought, oh, like maybe he'll stay here because, like you said, no one wants to really sign there. It's a lot of the guys that are signing there. They're signing there because they've gotten drafted there. They mm-hmm. gotten traded there. And everyone always says this. I mean, there's only so much so much pieces of pie that can go around for every team in the NHL. So, yeah, if Kyle Connor's getting a seven point one million dollar deal, he's probably going to sign a Winnipeg. Now, th- does that mean he's going to stay be there in four more years? I don't know. I just I don't know. The team, like you said, Blake Wheeler hit a wall last year. I don't know what it happened. Really, yeah, just, it really came. I mean, he's 36. So, yeah. you know, they, they signed him when he had those 90 point years. Their defense, once again, is the thing that I have a question mark about, because I think Connor Hellebuck's going to be good. Um, Still a top three um, goaltender he, in the NHL, in my opinion. Like, he's yeah, Sterk and Vazzy and, and Hellebuck. Yeah, and the thing with the defense is, ever since they lost, man, me and Kessler's favorite defenseman ever, uh Tyler Myers and, and Dustin Bufflin and the big boys and Truba, what I mean, they were monsters defense, man. Like, that's a scary yeah. decor. Yeah. It's a big,
2: mean decor, but ever since they lost them, it's just never been the same, and I, I don't know.
0: What do you think, Kessler?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's so weird because, like, a few years ago, it's like, this team's going to be good for a long time because, like, the pieces they had in place, and now it's just, like, they're boring. They lost everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the Sam Gagne signing, and the reason I like that, it's, like, low risk. He hasn't had a good year in, like, six years. His last good year in the league was with Columbus, and they used him on the fourth line and just as, like, a power play specialist. So, randomly, if somehow Winnipeg can, like, find a way to do something like that, maybe they get some value there. But yeah. the team's so boring.
1: Like, it's like it's just it's tough. Like, yeah, because like they're they've got like a, a like Kyle Connor and Mark Scheifele and and Ehlers are are still like in my opinion like electric players and Dubois. Like, I just all signs point to Montreal still, but like it, it just seems like there's there's an a clock like no one's staying there past that right like that that's that's just the feel I get and I feel for Jets fans because like again like. You're not going to get a situation like what Columbus had with Goudreau. Like how, you're not going to have a player that's like, I want to go home, you know. Like it's, it's yeah, much, and it could be,
0: it could be like a Kachuk type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where Kachuk kind of held his cards and he lets them know, like Dubois lets him know, hey, I'm out of here. These are the places I'll go. Montreal, maybe one of them. Who knows? Um, you know, and and he might be able to help them. You know, out like kind of like Kachuk did with Calgary. He helped them out a lot. I don't think any of us expected them to get that type of return. We talked about that last episode. So maybe you know Dubois has a good year and he says, "Hey, I'll go here, here, and here," and maybe that's what they do. Another thing, and I'll kind of talk about it later with the Predators. The thing I worry about: Connor Hellebuck better play like seventy games. Oh yeah, Riddick, David Riddick, Riddick was yeah. a disaster last year for the uh, for the Predators, and they signed him as their backup goalie. And I just don't know how much you're going to get out of him because, I mean, nowadays in the NHL, you guys know this. I mean, Kessler, you guys have DeSmith and Pitt. The thing is, you need some good, competent goaltending to win games as your backup goalie nowadays. It's yeah, not that's the been their league.
2: biggest issue for sure the last couple of years. You need that. But so here's my thing, though. If I was like the general manager of this team, you know this team's not going to win anytime soon. Right. What what value does Hellebuck have out there? Like he is an amazing goalie. He's only he's what six point one million a year.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you're
2: you're not gonna win the cup. Like get get something for him.
1: That that's what's so tough though because goaltenders for whatever reason have such a small return. Like historically, I, I, yeah, it's so weird. sure. Like they have such a, a small return. I think is it's it
0: something of at Kemper. the trade
2: deadline. Then like think about think
0: about the trade deadline years ago, and I'll tie this with the Blues. We got Ryan Miller and Steve Ott and we Dude. traded and it's funny to look back at the time we traded chris stewart yaroslav halak who ended up getting traded weeks later to the capitals and we traded uh william carrier who's now in the vegas golden knights in a first round pick and you you would do that trade 100 times over again because you never know like a goalie gets hot and he wins you a cup that was the blues thinking back then with ryan miller but that's kind of to what your point is about trading at the deadline it's you know, it's kind of a toss up with goalies. It's it's a weird like value, you know, for goalies. They really need Cole Perfetti to be something. Yes, like that. Yes. That
1: has to. If, if Cole, per, if Cole Perfetti does not become a sixty point player, like they're e- even even just taking a look at like their prospect pool compared to other ones in the league, like it's still like middling, right? Much mm-hmm. like what they are in the standings. Like they're just kind of they are stuck. They're they're in a better situation than the Sharks, but they are stuck in that like too good to get a good pick too bad to be a contender like a playoff like you know what i mean which is like brian burke said it best you either get bad fast you get good fast and uh i don't
0: know it's gonna be tough for i could see them being like la last year yeah like i think
1: five teams still come out of the central
0: right where you could see them all of a sudden be like oh well they had a good year and you know jonathan quick turned back the clock i think hellbuck's way better than jonathan quick but what i'm kind of saying is some guys you know have career years you know i I don't know i mean maybe i'm wrong but where do you think they finish in the division Ugh. Oh, jeez. I think they just missed the playoffs. So you're optimistic on them. I like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I think they just missed the playoffs. So like, what fourth? Maybe I don't know. You think they yeah. jump
1: the? They jump uh, some some other teams.
0: Yes, I do. Okay, we'll see, I
1: though. I will say I think they finish fifth because the team that we talk about next I think falls. But uh, yeah, it's gonna take a Vesna season from Halabuk. I think. What about you, Kazar? Right.
2: Yeah, I think that's the only chance they have is if they jump the Preds I'm guessing mm-hmm. um so I would say fifth as well all
1: right on to the aforementioned Nashville Predators this so again watching them from an outsider perspective or actually not in a all I have watched more Nashville Predator games this year as a shell fan and a, and a hockey ultimate team connoisseur than I've ever watched the Nashville Predators because Matt <laughs> Duchesne somehow exploded for his first 40-goal season out of nowhere and just, I believe, two off-seasons ago, or even the prior off-season, they were trying to get rid of everybody. And it looks like they were moving on. I mean, they moved Ryan Ellis. Like, it looked like they were trying to rebuild going into last year. And somehow, Saros became, you know, he had, I mean, in a Vesna conversation before. I believe he got hurt near the end of the year. Uh, and Duchesne went full Colorado Avalanche or I mean I mean I don't even know if he had I think that he set career high in points and and goals last year. Yeah, I mean his highest
2: prior to that I think it was like thirty goals.
1: Yeah, like it was it was an exceptional amount that he'd be scoring on. I see no way that Duchesne repeats that and I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that, Padre?
0: Yeah, the Duchesne thing was crazy last year. I, I think obviously him being able to slide over the wing a few times and, and, and play not in the center spot, you know that that helped a little bit too. I I don't know. I this is a weird team. See, like with it's them, Dallas, mini, and in Winnipeg that I all kind of put in the same like group. The reason why I say that is because I could see Min, uh, Minnesota taking a big step back. Not so much because anything like crazy. They just didn't do anything to the roster. They have the same roster, and I think everybody careered it last year. But with the Predators, I don't think like they. Like, those guys career, Because Matthew Shane has always been a pretty good goal scorer. Yeah, I know the last few years he's kind of been, you know, middle of the pack. He hasn't been he hasn't been the same that he was, like, you know, in Colorado. But Philip Forsberg, Forsberg had a great year. Ryan Johansson kind of turned back the clock a little bit. But Mikel Granlin was awesome last year. Nito Niederreiter, that signing, I'm really curious to see how that plays out. He just seems like a Predators type of player. And then bringing in Ryan McDonough, I mean... Their I'm defense
1: sorry? their defense is the yeah. Jets offense. Like I think it when you compare these two teams that the Jets have a better offensive or, or better yes. uh, better offensive. Yes. But
0: defense is yeah,
1: the McDonough signing was
0: great. And I'm curious to see where the, who he plays with, like the D partners, because if he's playing with, say, Yossi, you can let Yossi just go even more. Because that's their whole offense runs through Whoa. Yossi.
1: Watching a preds <laughs> game. Watching Yosi last year, I, like there'd be times where I would throw like I'd have a bet down late at night, or it would just be like I'd be cr- just channel flipping, like well, flipping through NHL games. It is wild. Like Yosi looks exactly like Carlson did in like 2015. Like it was, oh, yeah. it's absurd, man. Like the entire play, the breakout, the cycle, everything goes to Roman Yosi, and it's just there is. I mean, I don't even think Makara is like that in the sense because it's McKinnon really drives the play. Makara is just so good when he has the puck, but it's like everything runs through Roman Yossi, and uh, it's it's really really fun to watch.
2: Yeah, uh, so what do I, you I think. think um, so I, I think with Duchesne. I, there's no chance he follows that up. No. Just because like he his shooting percentage was like fifty percent higher than his career average. Yeah. Double what it was the last couple of years. If he fell in line with like what his career was, it's like a high twenty goal season, which I think is great for him. They were only a plus fourteen um, goal differential. Yeah, so like there's that. You're also you mentioned the Johansson thing. Like you're hoping for a couple outlier seasons to happen again for them. I can see them falling back compared to what they were last year. Um, with like we said earlier, maybe the Jets like leaping them. I don't know um but it will be exciting to see like you said with the yossi stuff i hope they do well um you mentioned the niederriter thing fitting is like a predator player dude it reminds me of uh, like craig smith was like the ultimate nashville predators player of all time because oh, yeah. he was like jack of all trades master of none um and that's to me what like a predators player is and I is, think you guys would agree it's, it's like, like that that's who the, nashville the guy predators you always are.
1: trade in franchise mode because he doesn't have a cool name like, no one is jacked up in GM mode to
0: go and use Greg Smith. I love when the Predators are good. It, the, it's one of the best atmospheres in the NHL. Mm. And, you know, mm-hmm. like he kind of said, like, a lot of guys careering it. Like, Tanner Janot last year. That was one of my favorite players to watch last oh, year. The yeah, way he dude, played. He,
1: dude, he, beast. he started the season leading, like, the Calder. Like, it was nuts oh, yeah, yeah. at start of the season he had. Um, yeah, outside he, of him, like, though, like, out, and former Ice Dog Tomasino, there isn't really a lot of a prospect pool for them either um and and again they they remind me now looking at their roster it's it's exactly like winnipeg just winnipeg with the offensive uh i think uh, a little bit more offensive than their d but um you know i mean if Soros he's a stud yeah like the pacific is i mean the pacific is still bad in my in my opinion so like nashville gets to play a lot of the pacific and that's why i think five teams
0: in the central make it again um i those two i think will battle it out though so that, that's why I said like earlier for my prediction of Nashville, I hear, I'm not going to give predictions for these four teams because I just don't even know where, because they all have like almost elite goaltenders, right? So like with Minnesota flurry, I mean, who knows the guy won the Vezna when he was 37. So, you know, Dallas Ottinger, he, he just had one of the greatest playoff series we've ever seen. You know, Nashville Soros is an absolute animal. And then you got Hellebuck and Winnipeg. I can see any of those teams from three to you know six. Like, I don't know. And it, Right now, I'm gonna say the Preds. I mean, I guess they could get in like a wild card spot, is what I would think, because I think Soros is just that good. And you saw last year once Soros went down at the end of the year. Yeah, that's yeah. when they went. That's when they. Oh, they have no chance versus Colorado. You know what I mean? Dude, it was a waste of a week
1: with Darryl, Darryl, Darryl Sutter's dead, <laughs> Daryl they Darl Sutter. Like said. whoever finishes eighth, that's just a waste <laughs> of a week. And that's oh, exactly what it was. Uh, I I agree. I think the I think the Stars. I mean the the Predators are just on the cusp. Um, I think it'll be one of them or the Jets. Um, but uh, all right, moving on to the Stars. Uh very, very odd team in the sense that their highest paid players are now just complete afterthoughts, but the ones right below it that still make quite a bit of money are like carrying the play, so you forget about how bad Tyler Sagan has been. Um, because he is one of the worst contracts in the NHL, which I think a lot of people that aren't paying attention to the Dallas Stars. Maybe don't realize, but it has been a rough go for the Dallas Stars.
2: Did no, you for... expect sleeves as a as a Sharks fan, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Pavelski to have the year he did last year?
1: <laughs> I was actually gonna. I was thinking about this when when we were when I, we were coming up with our notes for for this show. When they let Joe Pavelski go, um, it was to keep Evander Kane. And this is before all the nonsense. And it was right after their run to the conference finals against the Blues, and that was still the best Sharks team they've ever had. And I've watched Joe. He is not a very good skater, and he does not have uh, an electric shot. He lives for just tipping pucks, and he's the second best player in the in the entire world at it behind Crosby. And Brent Burns is the best defenseman in the entire NHL at finding a wrist shot that can get through everyone. <laughs> and I was I I was so convinced that Pavelski was just sort of made from Brent Burns all those years. There was times where you would see the puck just go to Burns, wrist shot right in the middle of Pavelski with a stick on the ice in the middle of the slot. It would go into the corner and they would literally do the same play again. Like that is legitimately a large portion of their offense was. And that was not, that was not the case at all. He was, he is an incredible player. I'm it. That is that choosing Kane over Pavelski shut their window. Like they might have made the playoffs over the last two years if they had made the opposite. But I understand it because he's so old. But man, he has uh, really excelled as a star for sure, and that's what I'm He's a to. great.
0: He's a great. Like he's a Thomas Holmstrom. Yes, and he's better, but he's way, way better. Yeah. but like, he's. You know, what I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. crazy. He just. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I. That's what I'm. That's why I'm worried. Is like I don't think Ben and Sagan are all going to suddenly turn the clock back and have a great year. Sagan's had terrible injuries recently to his like lower body so I think that's part of the reason why you know he's been a mess but the young guys that are that are driving the bus now the Jason Robertson's the Rupe Hintz is Gurianov going to be different under DeBoer than he was under bonus you know Mason Marchment was unreal last year too like I just don't know the thing is I just don't know if those other guys like Pavelski I mean he was a point per game player last year I couldn't believe that either I just don't know if those guys are going to be able to contribute. Because they, they struggled Sagan scoring goals last Sagan had 49
1: year. points last year in 81 games. Right. Like, that, like, if the Stars want to make the playoffs, like, that's... The, the, the problem is, is that they have, like, a stud on defense. Like, Heiskanen looks like the making of... Uh, in, in the, the same career path is what Hedman did. Because the Hedman's first few years, he didn't have the offense to really become, like, a... You know, and I think that it kind of went the other way for Heiskanen, where his offense a little bit more... Um, but I could definitely see him get like become like a Norris, a perennial Norris defender. He's been so good. But yeah, like it, Sagan and Jamie Ben, if they don't, if they don't get back to like at least sixty point form, they're making twenty mil. Like, it's it's the Taves and Kane situation only they don't have Kane's putting up eighty points, so um, awfully tough. The J, Jake Ottinger signing though, uh, that's a solid deal. Bruce amazing, did, like, four amazing. mil it for three
2: three, th- three years for yeah yeah three yeah, years exactly. for
1: four million each, and he almost eliminated the Calgary flames (laughs) like by himself last year that was absurd so
2: um it's weird looking at this team now and thinking what could have been a few years back though because i think the asking price whenever carlson was being traded right whenever he He was being shopped around he almost went there i think uh was the deal breaker right and just and, and we made the pavelski connection earlier just thinking about what could have been right now I'm
1: now I'm gonna be sick a little bit. I know. i sorry dude, like, about you that. Could add Stutzlin and Pavelski. Like, uh, okay. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> the Rupe scenario, Rupe hints. Yeah. Like, here's the issue though with the with the stars is like after this season, Jason is gonna make a lot of money, or at least he's on a bridge deal for it. And yeah. the the issue is though is like Rupe hints comes up next year, and he is the classic player where he is a great second line, like not a superstar, but these are always the guys that get priced out. Like what happens in Toronto every year where, because the big four make their money, like Mikhail Mikhaev gets gone. Hyman gets gone. Now hints is a little bit better than both those guys. And he's going to make like 6 million per probably. And there's no way in the current situation that like, you know, I, I don't see how Dallas can afford that with, um, you know, with Sagan and Ben on the roster too. So what do you think happens there?
0: I think they. I mean, they have to keep hints. He's only twenty five. I mean, he had an unreal year. The way the league is moving with the skating, he he flies. That guy just absolutely wheels. And I just don't see a way that you can allow him. They'll do. They'll do whatever they can probably to keep him around. That's that's what I'm thinking. I don't. They'll even have to tinker with Jamie Ben and Sagan for all I. I mean, they could. They might have to eat some money on them. Like and get rid of them somehow. I just don't see a way that they let hints walk or not walk, but allow him to leave after this year. You know what I mean by trading. And we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, they always seem to find a prospect that yeah. is
1: not at the beginning of the year like a stud or not expected to be. Like, Harley looks like he's going to be extremely good. Um, but Wyatt Johnson for the Spitfires was insane. He, like, right. he flew up, and he is, uh, like, he could be, like, another impact player for them. And those are the guys that you kind of need to make up for the fact that you make 20 mil on, on Sagan and, uh, and Ben, but... Man, I can't wait to see uh, Jamie Ben play for the Arizona Coyotes in two years. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, where do you think they finish? Playoffs or no? Um, I say right outside. I, um, I think outside too. They're losing Klingberg too. You know that's mm-hmm. another big loss. I think yeah, they're kind of hoping about that. Yeah. I think they're hoping that Colin Miller might might turn back the clock like he did in Vegas, and you know maybe he can do something like he did there. But I. Yeah, losing losing Klingberg. I know he had a down year last year with a lot of the issues that were going on with you know asking for a trade. But I think that's a bigger loss than people realize. I think they're just going to miss the playoffs though. Hundred
1: percent.
2: Yeah, I, I could see this team having like a high ceiling, low floor. Um, yeah. You know, if Sagan and Ben like even close to what it was, like Jamie Ben was an Art Ross winner, right? The one year I, I think so, he yeah. beat out Crosby the last day of the season. So I could see this team being really good, and then if just things don't fall where they are, that they, they're going to miss the playoffs. I'd like to see them do well. I really like... And I think they're one of my favorite jerseys in the league.
1: No! Like which just, is a
2: hot, hot take right there. I don't know, hot bro. Take. I love it. I love it. That is... It's Dallas... This
1: is, this is going to sound funny because I don't think a lot of people are in the same boat as me. Dallas is almost on Buffalo Sabers level of needing to go back to their Marty Turco 90s jerseys like they well, those like those ones were nice dude like dude like that those were the hatchers like those were the mean Dallas Stars where they just ran through the Western Conference every year like they they need those jerseys back that green that they have now just i don't know i'm not a fan personally like i don't i don't know they call it
0: victory green
1: down there victory you know? green man yeah i'm just <laughs> like not a it. big fan of those ones but uh yeah, it's funny because man, Dallas. When you think about like when when we were like young, man, Dallas was the team with Medano, like Brendan Morrow, yeah. and like oh my god, dude, their oh, series exactly. against Edmonton, Joe Newendike
2: too, right? Yep. Wasn't he on that team? Darian Hatcher, Darian Hatcher, bro. Yep, man.
1: Yeah, what a man, that was. Th- those were great teams. Those were the days. Those were yes. great, man. Those that's, were, that's my
2: golden era of hockey, right there.
1: <laughs> I agree. Like I think that dude. I'm not gonna lie. For anyone that's born right around 1990, you got to witness like the the end of like the or the greatest era or one of the most exciting eras of hockey and then like the into the next era cuz after the lockout man you remember everyone had 100 points when they removed the two line pass there's kids that was, play hockey that have that. no idea what a two line pass is yeah like- <laughs> it was that
2: in the in the penalties that year because everything was everything being called cuz we were just talking about and Hatcher he went over to the Flyers because they were trying to recreate whatever, you know, Broad Street bully hockey there was thirty okay. years ago. And he couldn't hang anymore just because the game changed. Dude. Right.
1: Like, no one got hit harder than the Leafs, man. The Leafs would try to buy whatever old legend was like on the like Ron Francis and like New Like whatever guy Brian was in the Leach. last like leech, like just on the last run. Eric Lindros. Did not <laughs> yeah, work at fair. all. Uh yeah, I think that they finished this outside the playoffs. I've talked myself into for whatever reason, thinking that as long as Hella Buck stays healthy that Winnipeg might make the playoffs here. Dallas, Dallas falls out, but uh all right, moving on to your St. Louis blues, Stewie. So talk to me about your blues and what you think's gonna happen
0: here. I think you're gonna see a lot of the same. And I think you're gonna see another just another step with Robert Thomas, another step with Jordan Cairo. I, I think it was kind of a coming out year last year for both of them, especially kairu with you know he won the fastest skater in the all-star game everyone's freaking out about that and people didn't realize like how good of a player he was and our boy robert thomas i think future guest possibly here on the uh, coffee and chell podcast very real possibility that'll be happening um i just there's just a good hockey team and this isn't me just being a biased blues fan they, they scored a ton of goals last year and i think what you're gonna see is nine you know, goal
1: scores i'm pretty sure
0: yeah, and it was it was nuts. It was and nuts. I think we I think what you're gonna see is I think you're gonna see a step back from the goals, and I think you're gonna see a little bit better defense. I think you kind of saw that with losing David Perron. And oh, easiest bring in-
1: prop bet ever, by the way, My, dude. <laughs> I made so much money on David Perron in the playoffs. Hammered his shot prop every game. We oh, were yeah, talking you shot <laughs> everything. All he does, is the whatever guy sits on that one three one power play. Perron just sits there and just
0: hammers the puck. And I'm, and I'm curious to see, because they picked Nick Letty essentially over Perron. Yeah. And the Blues moved from a defense when they won the Cup in 19 with Bomeister, Petro, Pareko, Edmondson. They, yeah, like they just had big boy defensemen. And and Armstrong talks about it a lot. It's it's feeling like an octopus with their tentacles all over you. That's how their D was. Now the D has transitioned into a shiftier, more mobile, go back and get the puck, break it out. Look at the guys, Falk, Krug, Letty. They all can break it out. They can all skate. And I'm curious to see like how that's transitioning into the new wave of NHL. That's what you see a lot of the GMs doing. I think they're going to be two or three in the division again. Tarasenko's going to have another good year. The question is, what do they do with him and O'Reilly and Barbashev? That's going to be the big question this, this three year. Free agents after this? They're all free agents. All three of them are UFAs. I still think from what I've heard mumbles around here, O'Reilly gets the deal done here I think they don't want to lose a third captain and what the last six years with Bacchus and Petro leaving and now you don't want to lose O'Reilly so yeah in the big question mark obviously and my boy Benner in the cage Benner was a stud last year in the playoffs dude. Until you, casual, yeah.
1: outside of perspective no one in the league likes Jordan Binnington except nobody for St. Does. Louis Bluefield <laughs> like nobody
0: so and he's a great dude. That's the best part look, about it. Like, take your bias so aside.
1: Fun. So they they lose, um, Billy Huso, Uso. which was like really carried the the the, the entire team. Well, not they didn't carry the team, but they carried the goaltending right. for the majority of the season. It wasn't until the playoffs when Bennington came back in and went like full 2019, essentially. You right. actually are more comp because they chose Bennington over him. You're you actually liked
0: that? Yes, I think out of all the goalies in the NHL. Not many guys I'd want in a Game 7 more than Bitter. Just big game goalie. I don't For whatever reason, nothing faced him. And in 19, you saw it. Like, before the Game 1 against Winnipeg in the playoffs, all the racial, homophobe, I don't know, I can't remember which one it was, tweets came out before his first ever playoff game. Some random writer in San Jose pulls it out, and <coughs> he's got to deal with the Canadian media. And he goes into Winnipeg and slams the door in Game 1. You have people, you know, always down his back about things. And the guy's just, I, he's just nails. That's the thing that the, the thing about him is is he makes the big saves. He doesn't let things really phase him. I know people always make fun of him because he's swinging the stick at codger or he's getting into it with somebody, but Benner's just he's nails. I'm just curious to see if he can just be a nine-15 save percentage and Grice come in and just give those other starts like we talked about earlier, like where Riddick couldn't give for Nashville. You're gonna have to win those games. And from what I've seen, I mean, I, I met Grice the other day. I skated with him. He's he's a super good guy. I people in the islands loved him and when he was with the Islanders and I think it'll be a good move. Um yeah, I just I think you're gonna see a big step from Colton Preco too this year. I think a lot of people were down his back last year. I think you're gonna see another big step from him.
1: Dude. They are the Tampa Bay Rays of the NHL. <laughs> like that is like that is like what they like Tarasenko was like your one superstar. I mean Petro too, but I mean it's tougher for a defenseman just to be like that the, the end all be all because you really have to be like McCarl Carlson to like carry a team. Yeah. Um, and Tarzago had like his few years where he was like one of the league's like elite. And it's just dude, it's like t- dude, 9 guys scoring 20 goals is absurd. I think the Sharks had three. Like, it, yeah. like it's just that is like relentless scoring. So,
0: um, They win by committee, kind of like Kesso with your Penguins when they wouldn't have Crosby or Malkin around, right? Yeah, and all yeah, of a exactly. sudden they would everyone's got to pull the
2: rope. You've seen it for years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Every single time, you know. Crosby needs a new winger, it's Roy Donk, right? It's dude, like yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, and, and they've always been one of the best teams. The thing I like about about the Blues, and then Padre, you can tell me, like, it seemed like Nick Letty played really well whenever they yeah. acquired him last year. And he was a guy that was like there was a few years with the Islanders where it's like he was awful. He was like a minus, yeah. like forty something the one year. I don't count the year on the Red Wings just because they were a, you know, a dumpster fire last year. So like I'm glad to see him, like, finally utilize to what his strengths are, and hopefully he can continue there. But, like, you're the expert on the Blues. I think you summarized everything, right?
0: Yeah, I think the Blues just have a really well-built system that they have where they can plug and play. You know what I mean? A lot of guys can just come in, and you saw Nathan Walker last year, a, a career yeah, AHLer, Walker, yeah. and he came in, and he was humming, and he looked like an a NHL regular with the Blues. It's just it's one of those things where the guys – the system that they've built here is very interchangeable, where guys can just come in and produce and not feel like you know they have to carry the mail, but they can still come in and, and have a big impact. So but I think I think I think they'll finish two or three. That's I, I don't know which one, but yeah.
1: Tarasenko's definitely gone.
0: I dude, I thought he would have been gone two years ago. I have uh, no clue. It the, is one of the weirdest things. Like the city, the guy can literally say I want to leave, and most people could do that here, and they'd be like, "Screw him!" Yeah. For whatever reason, the. Guy, Touch goal, like he can't do anything <laughs> wrong here, and he's got a his family loves it here. He likes it here, but there's you know there's people that say he's never asked for a trade. There's people that say he has. I don't even know, and I have as much inside info as I could possibly get, and I have no freaking what's, what's clue. What's
1: it like? What's it like trying to play goalie
0: against Sarasenko? It's the hardest shot to save out of any of the players. That are, I, him and Johnny Gaudreau are the I got to skate with the Flames one time. They are the two weirdest people I've ever seen shoot the puck. Vladdy shoots the puck like he pushes it. And Goudreau like shoots it like it looks like it's gonna be a muffin and it just perfect every time every time I'm like all right I don't even know what to do it's crazy what do you think Kyrie gets his extension like what, that's gonna be a uh, lot it's gonna be more than Thomas no that's the thing I, I hear they're really pushing hard right now to get him under a, a Thomas type of deal I hear they're really pushing it hard the problem is. I think Kairos kind of one of those. He wants to roll the <laughs> he wants to roll yeah. the dice and see if he can even have a bigger year this year, so he can make even more. I'll so say yeah. this
1: as a Sharks fan: there's a few players that you get to watch that you would never that never get the spotlight. Like I, I mentioned, Connor Garland last last episode. Like Kyru for the last like two years, every time he played against the Sharks, I was like, mm, God! Like it's just so he's just so good. Second round pick. It's, Second round pick. It's too. brutal. That's the only thing I was going to mention. Like any of the prospects that the Blues have, like. Jake, neighbors, and Snugger, and just one. got and 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 Bolduc basically. Like, is are they going to become anything? Like, neighbors is the best shot. I think
0: neighbors, I think, is going to make the team. Um, but they, I don't know, they, they always bring in these random dudes on PTOs, like Scotty Upshaw years ago, and he'll make the team. And they just brought in Tyler Pitlick. Like, I wouldn't even surprise me if he makes the team. That's the thing about the Blues bottom six, it's going to be very competitive. You got Clem Costin. You know he he was a former first rounder. He's kind of never you know developed into that Logan Brown, former first rounder from St. Louis. It's just they have a bunch of guys in the bottom six, and I'm curious to see how that shakes out. Kessler, um, what do you think they're going to finish? Yeah, I got
2: thinking? them second or third for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really yeah. unsure about the Wild. I know they're expected to get second, but yeah, um, I have them second or third. I I
1: think I think St. Louis finishes second. I think
2: yeah. we'll talk about Minnesota in a
1: second, but. Uh, I think they've I think it finished second pretty, pretty easily, too. I, like, I think that they're clearly—I think they're—I want to say clearly. Man, like, Biddington— They're dude, just I, a good hockey team. They're outside a good hockey outside team. perspective, man, Biddington scares me as, like, a full regular season. Like, <laughs> playoff is one
0: thing, but a full 82 games, man. Like, he, is, he has had a I think a tough he's going to be fired up this year because of what happened last postseason. That's probably— yeah, He was—I'm was was, telling you right now, this is a hot take, and this is me being a loser— that's what I call blues fans that are blues. <laughs> just, are, dude. Okay. Bluesers. That's what I call them Bluesers. So I just, I think we were going to be Colorado with him. I'm not even kidding. He was that good. That is. a. I was awesome at thing. the game. I was at the game when they were winning. And when he got hit, the life went out of the building and that I was like, that was bad. I remember that. Like, that was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm doing wrong. Colorado was awesome. I understand that the sexiest team, a car can walk the line. We'll talk about him in a minute, but I'm just saying, right now, those were the two best teams I thought last year in the West. I really believe that, and that wasn't because, like I said, I I haven't been around the Blues much the last two years because of COVID, and that I mean I was more around them in '19 than anything, but it, I really believe that. Like that, that was a great series. I, I think
1: I remember watching it like that. I did definitely suck the life out of that one. So, moving on to uh, the Minnesota Wild, they finished second, 113 points, incredible season, and I'm not gonna lie, another team that like it's fun when they do well. Uh, however, they are about to enter their three-year uh, dead zone. Where this year, I believe it's twelve point five. The two years after, it's fourteen million in dead cap. I we don't have access to ESPN stats and info, but I would be willing to bet that there has never been a team winning a cup that has over ten million in dead cap that you just can't use. Um, so let's uh, let's let's talk about Minnesota, Padre.
0: Yeah. I guess they just had to get rid of Suter and Freeze. It was that bad according to the Ryan Suter thing, and I never knew this was this big of a deal until I like until they pretty much got bought out, but I guess he was just a terrible cancer in the room. They needed to change that, like you know, that this this the vibes around the team and they had to get rid of him. I, I guess they could not keep keep him around. So that was, you know, now they're gonna have to pay for it because they kind of have to win right now. Being able to get flurry though at 3.5 million is I mean, he's he's still a good goalie. And I think what they're really going to be banking on here is Boldy and I think Marco Rossi's going to make the team. I think they have to bank on those two, you know, kind and of stepping have up. To I, I mean, is bank. Ryan Hartman really going to have that good of a year again? You know, I, I yeah. think that was a lot of it because of Zuccarello and and Caprizov. You know what I mean?
1: is one of the most fun players to watch, guys. I don't know if you got to see him a lot
2: last year, but he's one of Yeah, for of sure. The, the thing I'm so confused about this team, and maybe you guys can fill me in, they are the second, they are like plus 400 to win the division mm-hmm. next closest to them. Right. Is like plus 1000. I don't see it whenever I look at the team. I don't like you're, you're hoping and uh you, you never know what flurry you're going to get. Are you going to get the best enough winning flurry? Or are you right. going to get like, you know, nine ten save percentage flurry. Right. So I, I don't see it. I mean, obviously the lowest will finish like at worst case scenario is like third to fourth. Yeah. I just, I don't see the team as good as like what people are betting.
1: I think that, Eriksson X jumped last year. He became like a legitimate like top six player, um, on a pretty decent deal to at five point two five. I think Kaprizov really carries a lot. I don't know if there's. I mean, even when even when Gabryk was was a Minnesota Wild, this is like when I was a teenager. But yeah, there has never been a Minnesota Wild like watching Kaprizov with the puck. It's not Mc, it's not McDavid level, but like every time that you're as a fan of your team, you're watching your team and of has the puck in the offensive zone. It's like, uh, like you get that like, oh, this is not good. Like it's it's that level. And I don't know. I, I, I think the roster is still very good. I think their defense is kind of underrated. Like I think they have a pretty strong defense. I know Jake Middleton, for example. He was traded um, from the Sharks last year. Really, really hard-hitting defenseman. And I, I think that Spurgeon, Brodine, uh Dumba, even Golgoski, I guess, kind of in the... Man, I can't believe he's still kicking around. Golgoski, man,
2: I remember when he was... Like, I, I can't a- believe it. Yeah, he was a Penguin. Yeah, like, I, I just can't believe it.
0: I remember the days of Golgoski
2: being a stud on the Penguins? Yeah. I
0: I don't know. I just feel like a lot of guys careered it last year. I really yeah. do. Fred, like Freddie Goudreau and... And even Greenway and Foligno, it just like there's so many guys. I don't know. I just don't see it as much this year. The thing, like you said, is Kaprizov. He is so good, and you better enjoy these next four years, Minnesota Wild fans, because he's going to be pulling Panarin on you. I think in a few years and heading somewhere that he'd like to play rather than the up the, the very cold north. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I can't picture him staying there the rest of his career. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Man, I,
1: it'll be so it'll be it'll be tough too because once that contracts up, they have all the money. So, like, right. he's probably going to get 12 or something. Like, and he's also, like, and he's also older. Like, he's not, like, a rookie. Yeah, Everyone he came over later. That. Yeah, he's, he did a yeah. Panarin, right? So, I like it when Minnesota is good. I think it's one of the U.S. hockey markets that, like, deserves to have a good team because their fans like are. Like Buffalo. Yeah. Like, their they're fans show up no matter what, essentially. Not Buffalo this year, but I mean, if they had two decades no, yeah. of this nonsense, but so I, I, I give as someone who lives in Southern, and not to mention the border issues in Buffalo, we'll talk about that in the Atlantic, but like that really caused some issues in Buffalo. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think Padre mentioned it, like yeah, like the the career years have definitely propped them up here. Um, I feel like they are a lot like the Blues with a little bit more talent, but maybe not as much depth. You know, like Kaprizov is 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 Tarasenko at his height. And probably a little bit better, right? Like, a little bit more playmaker. But, like, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Um, But, yeah, and Marc-Andre Fleury, I feel like
0: a lot more safer than... He
1: needs to be good. He definitely needs to be good, though. He needs to be
0: real good because their backup situation is not anything like they had going into the postseason last year. They didn't have two goalies like that again. So Here's the issue, man. Does it matter?
1: Because, like, Colorado basically runs it back minus Kadri and of all the teams that we just talked about, there was like, yeah, they're not bad. And it's like, like, I don't know any team that has... Because once you... Here's the thing. Once you win a cup, it appears in in hockey, it's easier to win than most other leagues. And I think it's because when you get down in a series, what what happens with Toronto? Toronto doesn't know what it's like to win a series, right? So in Game 7... Or you're down in a series, you like don't know what you need to do to win mentally. Whereas like once you win a cup, it's like uh we're down three one or three two in the series, it's fine. Like, let's just go win this game kind of situation, right? Like and their team that they brought back is is still extremely good. I thought the Nashushkin contract talk about a guy who resurrected his career. I remember when he was a first round pick with Dallas, and I thought he was gonna be insane because he looked like a great hut card.
2: That's so. That's the reason I always I remember putting him in in the game, and uh, like he was always scratched. I'm like, oh, this guy's great. He's quick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Padre, Talk to me about the avalanche.
0: Yeah, the skin thing is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. The guy was literally a few years ago in Dallas had zero goals in 57 games. He had zero penalty minutes. That means you were virtually impacting the game in zero way. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable to get zero penalty minutes and have zero goals and play that many games in the league. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, he was an absolute animal last year. I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't see how they don't win the division other than I guess the big thing would come down to goaltending. I mean, um, Georgi- Gorgiev, Georgiev, you know, how everyone's, how you want to say it, but he he's never carried the mail himself. Fransuz has never carried the mail himself either. So I'm really curious. But you know what? It might not even matter because they like might score time. so much. Yeah, yeah, like you might just kick them at... I, that's the thing. I just don't know how much it'll matter. Being able to bring back Leckin in though and re-sign him, obviously he was an RFA, but being able to get him under that deal, that that was a great signing. That was a great trade. And same with Manson. I never thought. I didn't think they were going to be able to bring Manson back, and they did. Um They're going to be in they, a lot they, of trouble soon, though. <laughs> like. Yeah, apparently McKinnon. Everyone was thinking, oh, he's going to take a discount because yeah, he come no, he wants like twelve. Just like Crosby took discounts all those years, you know, like that kind of thing. I, I don't think he's taking a discount. From what I heard, it's like thirteen million. Yeah. That's what like,
1: I, I think I think I think Elliot talked about that. Like Friedman reported that like they're having an issue because like, McKinnon, I think, wants like thirteen.
0: I mean, he signed why wouldn't, it. why wouldn't you, right? You 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 signed that deal when it didn't look like you were gonna be the the like oh I'm not gonna be that good of a first You're overall Shane. pick. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. It looks like you were gonna be Duchesne. And uh yeah, man, like that's I think that's where, like, they this year they don't they don't they haven't run into what happened in Tampa and Chicago yet. Like, they lose Kadri, which absolutely sucks. But there's no way to there's no way that you can say that Kadri's numbers were not propped up by the Colorado Avalanche.
0: Oh, for sure. Like, it, and a lot of it's and a lot of it's luck. I mean, I remember saying this too with like picking. They picked top ten. I think it was like some obscene amount of hit. times. Yeah, and they hit on everything. Rantanen, Landeskog, McKinnon, McCarr. You just gonna list. Yeah, Byron I mean,
1: is what's wild because, like, they have McCarr and Gerard, and then Taves,
0: who they, he, they stole from Lou. Like, Lou has they get, lost <laughs> it.
1: Lou has absolutely lost it. Think about
0: this. Uh, they could have had in Chicago, Kessa, they could have had our boy Kirby Doc, Hut Hero. <laughs> and they, they had him, and they could have had Byron. I mean, th- imagine how much better the Blackhawks would have been last year and the year before if they had Byron mm-hmm. on their decor. You oh, know what for I mean? Sure.
2: I think with Colorado too, you already saw it last year, right? They won the cup, but they're going to have the benefit that Tampa Bay has just moving forward with those veteran signings that are always going to want to sign there. Like That's you have and Cogliano. Helm had that was that that big overtime goal last year. The took, most random,
1: the amount of, winner the amount of, of people that were like Darren Helm. Like, what are yeah, you? What exactly. is he doing here?
2: And, and and he has somebody that like years of experience with Detroit on those teams, right? right. So you're always going to have that. Maybe they run into some issues in the future with like the McKinnon contract. Um, but they, they already won, man. Like, I, I don't see this team failing. And then not only that, you've had time where McKinnon's been out or rantanen has been out too, and the team didn't falter. So I just think that there's no chance that they don't win the division. Um, and I think there's a high chance they repeat again.
0: Think about this. they The guys they brought in with, like, Haguiano and Helm, it's like the the, the, the hut teams we used to build in NHL, like 11 and 10 or whatever, that were, like, the fastest guys. And, and those guys, like... <laughs> They're already the fastest team in the league, and then you plug those guys on your fourth line. It's like Call everybody honest, on that team can yeah. skate. Like, who on that team is slow Like yeah. on their forwards, I'm saying? Like, nobody. Yeah. It's unbelievable. No, it is It is pretty wild, too. And, like,
1: I it, I really want to see a series. I wish the division format wasn't the same, because I, I honestly don't think that, like, anyone in... I think the Central is a better division than Pacific, but I think that there's two teams that could give the Avalanche like a run for their money, and they're both in the in the Pacific, right? Like I don't think that any of the teams in, uh, obviously no offense to your Blues, I just like it would take it would take an extraordinary effort from like a goaltender, which it could happen in it happens for a lot. Anyone, in, anyone in the Central to really you know give the give the Avalanche a run. Uh, but man, I want to see, I want to see Connor against McCannon every single year for like the next four years,
0: bro. Like that altitude is real too. Oh, that yeah. is real. That thing when that team gets humming, that second period is scary. I've talked to Petro about it, and he's he's like, "There's no place I'd n- I'd rather not be than in the second period on a long change in Colorado. It's the worst." I guess you
1: don't even think about that because you're just like, oh, you're going to the you're playing an you can away never get game. Off. And these guys are all, like, they live in it,
0: right? So, like, they're, yeah. they're conditioned for it. Do you think that makes them better in normal altitude? They say it doesn't do much, like, when you go from, like, that to... The, the they other they way. don't say it on, yeah. It, they, they, that's what the guys say, but I don't I don't know. I mean, I've watched the Blues get absolutely throttled there for years in the second period. I made, like, tweets about it this year before the playoffs, and they got, a, they got some traction from some of the writers around the Blues because... After the games one and two in Colorado, they're like, okay, maybe like there is something there. And they started pulling up the stats, and we've been hammered there in the second period of the last few years. It's just, I don't know. The, once you get McKinnon galloping through the neutral zone, and <laughs> it's yeah, it's dude, game it's over. Wild, Those guys yeah. are nuts.
1: But yeah, like I'm glad that you mentioned that. Like they they were bad for a while. Like it's not like Colorado came out of nowhere. Like they were bad for a while. But well, all I of wish their people picks- would
0: act like it was a miracle. them winning the cup, it's like, yeah. dude, they picked like. That's the thing that Kesso, <laughs> for example, as a Penguins fan, and me as a blues fan, we haven't won the cups that the Penguins have, but when you're picking in like the 20 seconds, the 30, well, it used to be 31, but 32, you know what I mean? It's you're it's tough to hit on those guys. There's not a lot of cheers out there. Unless yeah. you're
2: like Detroit, you know, from years past. Like right. it, it just doesn't work out. Datsuk um, in the what was it, six it, or yeah, seven? Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. Exactly. like in like it it
1: mean, I, 15 years, man. Like they like that's the problem. Eventually. Like, it runs out because you need to sign the second and third liners for way more money than they're worth. Like, that Lekkonen, that Nishushkin deal is going to be really tough when McKinnon, like, you're going to see Colorado fans be like, man, Nishushkin, you're pretty sweet, but McKinnon at 13 makes you kind of have to go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. And their prospect will start Even, pool even to crack, Landis
0: right? Cog at seven. That's nuts. That's a body right there that's played a lot of hockey, and he plays very physical. I can't believe he's not a Kraken. And- and we'll see. We'll see how it ages. You know what I mean? Because I could see at thirty-two. I mean, you're seeing a Jamie Ben. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a that is a Jamie Ben. If I ever saw one right there, they are the very similar players because they bring the same kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
1: Defensive defensemen and power forwards. There, it just falls yeah. off. Like you know, what I mean, like Martin Milan Lucic Vlasic. Like it just, it's a cliff, bro
0: the The year that Brower, Bacchus, Lucic, um, oh, yeah. there was one more opposed So they all signed, and all those deals
2: that was were the worst free agency ever
1: in the history of free yeah. agency.
2: Oh, Looking at God. it now, though, I, I think it'd be easier to like fit in the McKinnon thing, right? Like you have Comfort coming off. Um, that's Johnson. an extra three and a half. The Eric Johnson, right? So that's already nine and a half. The Eric Johnson to big because that's six. Yeah, yeah, because they have, so they have four in cap already. All they'd have to clear is like an additional like three. For the increase, yeah, Bowen so Byram's next deal is going to be. It depends because
1: he he's got a really scary injury. Yeah, like yeah, so, I, it'll, it'll be interesting as well because there was talks that he might not even play hockey anymore.
0: Yeah, Comper, they're really hoping can be that second line center, and that's the problem is that I think that is like the one weakness besides the goaltending. Mm-hmm. Kadri was a big you know, that's, that's a big loss. I think people are going to, I know it's a great team going wrong. And I know he was inflated, but I'm curious to see how not having him as a second line center, you know, cause it looks a little bit better when you got, you know, McKinnon, Kadri, Comfort, now Comfort's at second line center. That's true. Yeah. And you know, they, they got to hope that new hook is going to hit. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Which We'll see. All right. So first in the division, first in the Western conference for me.
0: Yeah, I think first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I agree. All right, guys, that was fun. All right, look at good. us. Look at us talking real hockey. No hut. Get that <laughs> out of here. All right, guys. Thank you uh, for listening to uh, our second cent our second division preview. We'll be back uh, next week with. We'll save the Toronto and we'll say, actually we say no, we'll do the Metro next. We'll do the Metro next.
0: Dude. Everybody. I know the least fans are going to be in the comments because of my Matthews thing, calm down. Don't worry. Oh, it's going to be a disaster. That's <laughs> my,
1: if you're a fan of the team that we just talked about, let us know. All right. We'd love to do battle in the comment section, but thank you guys again for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one guys.
0: What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas.